listening to Creative and Curious, a weekly podcast made for creative seekers who are compelled to let your inner artist reign free. Here we explore the mystery of how creating makes us better humans and artists. I'm Marika, and welcome to today's Discoveries. Wow, it's great to be back. It's been a while since my last podcast. I think the last one that I did was July. So this is officially season number two of my podcast, Creative and Curious, and I'm super excited to be back. I feel really rejuvenated and renewed. I recommend taking a break and kind of just sitting still with yourself because that's basically what I've been doing for the last maybe about six months, just sort of sitting still, just sitting still with myself. I've been wanting to run this podcast. I've been wanting to share this episode with you, uh, well, since uh, probably December. So it's taken me a while to finally um, move through the stillness and bring this to you. If I start from the beginning, whenever that is, Then I'm going to start in the fall. And in the fall, after a very active summer with my kids outdoors, playing, staying away from crowds because of the pandemic and all that stuff, I decided to take the fall and really get in touch with the seasons in the sense that I knew fall, a lot of um, slow, slowing down for the winter. And we got prepared. We did things around the house. We knew that we weren't probably going to be seeing a lot of people not in person anyway. And I also promised myself to be still. And in promising myself to be still, I kind of let everything go away and just see what would stick. It's a great opportunity if you ever get a chance to just let it go and see what sticks with you. You are destined to become closer to yourself. I, in early September, took a webinar. It was supposed to be in person with Byron Katie, whose work I really admire on basically just self-inquiry, thinking about your thoughts. Are they real? Do they really help you? What's really happening? Getting in touch with reality. It's great work and I'll probably talk about it later, but I took a seminar with her. After that, I have been since created a morning ritual around a meditation practice and doing her work, which includes working with her four questions and also just sometimes just journaling. Uh, Lately, it's just been journaling because I've been trying to narrow in on priorities, but her framework really helps with like any kind of problem solving. So I often go back and ask myself, are these, are, are these things really true? Who's really telling me these things? And I'm love it. again, I'm going to have to do this another episode on that work um, because that's not really my point. The point is <laughs> that I got still and I started listening to myself and really connecting what I'm thinking and believing 
with what's really happening with reality. Kind of became a student of hers, uh, listening to her podcast and reading some of her books. And one of the things that stuck with me in one of her podcasts was about how you bring yourself to the moment, any moment, kind of in the same approach. So she was, uh, in my example, she was talking to a man who was talking about how he'd get so mad when he'd clean up and then some dirt would fall on something he just cleaned. And his initial reaction is to get really mad. And her reaction to that was, isn't that wonderful? How exciting. And he was sort of surprised by that response. But her point being, we bring ourselves, our perspective to pretty much everything. So if he's being frustrated because he's cleaned and it's now dirty and he's getting angry, there are probably many other ways that he's bringing that energy into his life where he's getting frustrated and angry about other things. It's just who you are and how you think and believe the world is, right? Whereas somebody like Byron Katie, who's like this high level guru lady, she would just think it's wonderful to be tested all the time, to have some big surprise, like something get dirty to happen. Everything is a surprise to her, which is a wonderful beginner's mindset that I don't have. But it really got me thinking like, well, how am I bringing myself to all these different things that are happening around me? And it's, it's worth asking that question. Like when you look at a small thing, it's kind of easier for you to see maybe how you're not really be behaving in line with what you'd like to behave like or be as a human on the planet. So this example of just cleaning is a really great example because it seems like such a small thing, but in reality, it's actually can be a really big thing. It can be, it can be the, the thing that you sort of cradles your existence on the planet is that you tend to get frustrated and angry when things don't go your way, when you think you've tidied up everything and it's all perfect now. And then suddenly it's not right. Instead of exciting and a new adventure, because now it's all dirty again. So it's all about perspective. Right. And I'm thinking about this and of course, December rolls around and you know, I'm with my kids and we decide to make a gingerbread house. Now, a gingerbread house in our house is not the easiest thing. I don't know what it is for you guys out there when you make a gingerbread house. But we have some not very fond memories about what that would be like. A lot of times gingerbread would collapse. The icing would be too gloppy. Uh, the kids are just binging on sugar the whole time and don't even finish uh, creating a gingerbread house, which then means that we have to create the gingerbread house and all this stuff. And but I was determined for Christmas to feel like Christmas and for us to celebrate in all the ways that we could celebrate, which included let's try it again. Let's do a gingerbread house. So I started baking a, the cookies, the gingerbread and figuring out how to measure out and just a very simple design for a house. I don't do things easily. I like to do things very experientially. So I had a ruler, I had no template and I was just trying to do it by math. And for as creative as I can be, most people think that we're not very math oriented people, but I actually tend to be pretty math oriented. And I was doing all these equations and trying to figure it out. But I didn't know exactly what I was doing. And it was frustrating. I was really frustrated. I figured it out. 
kind of by the seat of my plants at a ruler and figured out how to measure everything out and bake. I like to bake. I like to cook. And those things weren't hard. And then baked them. And then I made the icing, beat the heck out of this icing. It was time to put the thing together. That whole process of baking and measuring and figuring it out and doing the icing, I'm frustrated. I am impatient with the whole process. It's not fun. And I'm annoyed because it's not fun. And it's supposed to be the holidays and it's Christmas and I'm just annoyed and I want it over with. And I'm barely aware of this. I think this is one of the things that being still really helps you do is it really helps you kind of come into yourself and become aware of how you are in the world, right? I'm barely aware that I'm like this until I sit down in in the living room and I start to put together this gingerbread house and it comes together. I mean, the icing that I made was like, concrete. It was amazing. The whole thing just stood up immediately and there was no collapsing and I could very easily get the thing together. It was crazy. It was not what I expected when I sat down. Once it was all together, I had all this candy and I even made some glass candy. I really enjoyed putting this gingerbread house together. I got into a flow. I got into just a lot of creativity and um, and I could do the detail work that sometimes I'm really have no patience for the detail work. I knew once I got that thing together that I could create a pretty good looking gingerbread house and I was having a good time doing it. It was not until I started to believe that I could do it, that I started to have fun, that I really started to recognize it as a creative moment and that it was feeding me my creativity, my, my drive for creativity. Then I actually, the next day ended up making more gingerbread and making a couple towers and the kids got involved because now I had the secret formula. I had the gingerbread. I had, and especially that icing was amazing and we had tons of candy left over. So we really had to use it up and I enjoyed myself. I had a lot more fun. And as, and especially it was interesting. The second batch of gingerbread was not as good as the first batch in terms of, um, it was kind of, there were cracks in it and stuff, but I had confidence and I believed that I could do it and I knew it was going to be fun. And so then it was fun and it was really the kind of creativity that we all sort of crave. Uh, we don't really crave those moments of creative frustration, of impatience, of not believing that we can do something, but we have to work with those to get to these moments of flow. That I realized after this Byron Katie work is what I bring to a creative process, especially one that I'm not familiar with or I'm not that confident in. I generally have frustration, impatience, a lack of belief that I can do something. I kind of fly by the seat of my pants, which doesn't really help me either. Um, if I had more of a plan, if I was running off a template, I probably would have probably would have went around some of those frustrations. But that's not my style. I like to do it my way. And then I had some success, which led to a belief in myself which led to flow and delight and the kind of creativity that we all like to engage in. And then I want to do more and I'll come back and go make some more. 
because I'm in that flow state, because I'm in that delight state and I want to do more, I'm way more open to mistakes. The gingerbread's not perfect, right? And forgiveness. It may not be exactly what I thought it was going to be, but it's kind of interesting and I can go with it. And that's what the lear- where the learning is right there and what my process is from frustration and patience to some success, to belief, to flow and delight and to this openness to the process, right? It's good to see something. It's good to see that I have this frustration and that I'm bringing that to my creative process, especially when I'm not familiar, when I'm trying something new. But it's not obviously the ideal. I mean, ideally, the creative process should be engaged with joy, with fun, with love. Frustration and patience don't really exist in those places. One of the things that that means, if I look at this, that I'm bringing this frustration into it, is that I probably am less likely to try things new because I probably don't want to feel frustrated and impatient. So I'll stick with what's easy and familiar many times. So I'll stay with painting and certain styles to avoid the emotion of being frustrated. The feeling of frustration is really me right? It's, I don't have to avoid the thing. What I need to do is confront me and my frustration and my impatience. That's the key. It's not the outside. It's the inside. Oh, look, I'm frustrated and impatient. Do I need to be that right now? Can I let that go? Can I just sit in the moment and start to really feel, Hey, I don't know what's going on. And otherwise I'm setting myself up to fail and to let go and to, to not complete it, to not feel the flow of creativity. If that gingerbread house had turned out crappy, like I expected, then I probably would have stopped. I probably would have said, screw this, thrown all the candy away. Again, it's only going to go away. That frustration and that closed feeling, that impatience with what's happening. If I face it, if I face that this is, this is just me having a resistance to the moment that's unnecessary in no way is it a gift to myself to feel these feelings. It says something about me that I'll still sort of work with the feelings and get it done, but it's not, it doesn't, it's not even fun. Right. When I'm like that, because what I really want is the flow. I really want to feel creative. I really just want to have fun. And then when the, the gingerbread house is sort of my enemy that I'm treating with this disrespect, I'm not setting myself up for it. And it's based on doubt. It's just based in this, like, I don't believe that I can do it. And the truth is the more doubt I have, the more that I can't do it, the more I'm going to start believing that doubt. And again, the doubt isn't even real. Like the doubt is just telling me I can't create a gingerbread house, but I don't know that. I really, there's no way for me to know whether I can or cannot do it until I actually accomplish it, until I actually put the work in to actually do it. So all of these feelings are about stuff in the future that's not even happening. It's not even real, right? It's not going to help me. So again, it's worth looking at when you, especially when you work into a new project, something that's different, new for you. Because I think when I paint, for example, I have some of that confidence and that belief. I understand the process and I, I'm not bringing as much of that into it, though there are moments of frustration. What the real blocker is bringing the frustration and the impatience from the beginning, right? Like that's, that's like you have to, when you do that from the beginning, 
you're really setting yourself up to, to feel like you can't do something. And I noticed it again. I was outside just recently working on a mosaic in my in my yard that I'd never done. It was a stone mosaic. I'm really excited about it, but I've never done it before. And I'm working with materials I've never worked with before, which is cement mortar and stones and dirt. Dirt just gets everything dirty, (laughs) including your artwork, your mosaic, everything. And I noticed as I was thinking about completing this project and starting like completing it, because I've had it sitting there forever, uh, that frustration, that impatience, that feeling of, I don't know if I can do it. It's going to be too much work. I even had stuff. I have a bad back. I even stuff in my head about oh, my bad back. I'm not sure if my body can do it because it's all rocks and cement and stuff. Uh, it's a bunch of BS. I could totally do it and it's done and it's great. And I can't stop looking at it. So there, but I did have this moment and I realized, oh yeah, I'm doing it again. I'm bringing my frustrations and impatience into this because I don't really believe that I can do it. And, and part of that disbelief too is, is I'm focusing too much on outcome, right? I'm focusing too much on how is this going to look and not enough on this is really enjoyable. And I'm actually kind of having fun moving these rocks around and creating a mosaic. Once you identify that, once I found, once I've identified that, I can cut it out. It's just, it's as simple as, oh yeah, I'm doing that thing. It doesn't help me. Let's go back to, I can do it. I can just do this. But it's amazing how quickly for me anyway, it moves, boom, right into, hey, this is fun. I'm setting up little rocks. I'm putting them in here. It's kind of meditative. And I'm maybe I'm listening to music or something like that, but I'm out of this, like, I've got to get this done. I don't want to do it kind of thing. And I'm also open to the fact that maybe that mosaic's not perfect, but I certainly learned a lot and it looks a lot better than it did before. Really key. I don't know if everybody feels like this when they approach a creative product project necessarily, but I also, in part of my being still over this winter, I started writing again, which is something that I've done off and on. And I, uh, and I finished a very, very, very first rough draft of a story novel, a fiction novel. And I found myself getting into those same mental patterns as I was working through it, that I just frustrated and really not believing that I could do it. And in fact, in those moments, stuff like this is stupid. Uh, It's a dumb story. Nobody's going to read it. The fact that nobody's going to read it has everything to do with something in the future that I don't even know. It doesn't even matter if it's somebody's going to read it or not when I'm writing it, because what I'm doing right now is I'm writing it. I'm not actually giving it to anybody to read. Right. So it doesn't matter that those kinds of things It's like same when you're painting a painting, like who cares who sees it? That's not, I mean, you, eventually somebody's going to see it, but there's nothing you can do to even control what they think about it when they see it, let alone having somebody actually sit down and read a book, a whole story. So when I got into those moments, I would write them out. I'd do the work in a journal and talk about the things that I was thinking and believing about uh, my writing process and recognizing they're not real. They're just in the future. It doesn't matter. And when I could do that, when I could let it go, it was really fun. I got some characters that are crazy and are kind of interesting to see what's going on with them. And I could get into a flow. I could definitely get into a flow. 
some of the other things that get into my head when I'm working on a big project, like a book are things like, oh no, I need to do something else. I have to, I should get a job. I need to make money. I get distracted. I have to look online. I think that things are too hard or they're useless. All of it just basically getting stuck on the product, right? On the end result, what will happen after I'm done with this? When creativity is not about that, it's actually about being in the process. Once it's done in in the world, it's not yours anymore to even engage with, right? When we're being creative, it is who we are in that moment with whatever it is we're creating. So I'm learning. I'm learning as I go along. I am exploring, obviously, other kinds of ways of being creative right now. And I'm trying to stay in that beginner's mindset, in that place of, I believe I can do this if I just keep working at it. I just have to set aside some time and it's all going to happen. I got other work to do. I totally got other work to do. So, um, but this one I think is a good one. It's just be still. Notice how you approach creative projects, especially ones that are unfamiliar or the ones that you have some baggage attached to, like I had baggage attached to the gingerbread house. And just notice that because it's very likely you're bringing that to other creative projects and honestly, probably bringing it to your relationships and other things that are happening in your life. And there's so much that we can learn from that. Welcome back to season two. I hope that this is useful and interesting. I would love to hear your thoughts. You can email me at marika at marikarenke.com and let me know what you think or follow me on Instagram. And I am looking forward to this new season with you. Thank you. spending this time with me and for spreading the word about creative and curious. You can find me here every Thursday with new thoughts and insights on creativity, curiosity, and life. Tell me what you think. Please email me your comments and questions at marika at marikarenke.com. And if you feel inclined, leave a review. They really do mean the world to me and they'll help this podcast reach people just like you. And the best thing that you can do Keep creating. Thanks again. Mm-hmm.